Chapter thirty five of the Mesmerous Victim by Alexandre Dumas, translated by Henry L. Williams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Misunderstanding The day was closing, and Dr. Louis, who was trying to read a medical tract as he came along in the twilight to the chapel, was vexed at the interposition of an opaque body to intercept the scanty light. Raising his head and seeing a man before him, he asked, What do you want? Excuse me. "'But is not this Dr. Louis?' asked Philip de Tavernay. "'Yes, sir,' replied the doctor, shutting his book. "'I would like a word with you.' "'Pardon me, but I am in attendance on Her Royal Highness the Dauphiness, and—' "'But the lady I wish to ask you about is in her household.' "'Do you mean Mademoiselle de Tavernay?' "'Precisely.' "'Aha!' said the doctor quickly examining the young captain i am afraid she is very bad for she went off into a swoon more than once while i was speaking to her this afternoon oh you seem to take this to heart i love mademoiselle de tavernay more than my life he spoke the words with such exalted brotherly affection that the doctor was deceived oh so it is you who is the lover he exclaimed Philip fell two steps back, carrying his hand to his brow, and becoming pale as death. "'Mind, sir, you insult my sister!' "'Oh, your sister! Excuse me, Captain, but your air of mystery, uh, the hour of your addressing me in the place, all led me into error which I deplore.' "'Stay, sir. You think that Mademoiselle de Tavernay has a lover?' "'Captain Tavernay, I have not said a word of the sort to the Dauphiness, to your father, or to you. Press me no more.' "'On the contrary, we must speak of this, and yet it is impossible. I should have to give up all the religion of my life. It is accusing an angel. It is defying heaven. Doctor, let me require you to approve this. Science may err.' "'Seldom.' But, doctor, promise me that you will come and see her when you return from the Dauphiness. It is the boon the victim would not be refused by the executioner. You will see her again. It is useless, but I should like to be mistaken. Captain, I will come and see your sister tonight. Dr. Louis was one of those grave and honorable men for whom science is a holy thing and who study religiously. In a materialistic age he studied mental maladies under the husk of the practitioner. He had a heart, and that was why he told Philip that he hoped he had erred. That was why, too, he came to make a more full examination and was true to his appointment. Whether by accident or from emotion due to the doctor's call, Andrea was seized with one of those fainting fits which had so alarmed her brother, and she was staggering with her handkerchief carried to her mouth in pain. The doctor assisted her to the sofa and sat down on it beside her. She was astonished at the second visit of one who had already declared the case insignificant that same morning, and still more, that he should take her hand, not like a doctor to feel her pulse, but like a friend. She was almost going to snatch it away. "'Do you desire to see me, or is it merely the desire of your brother?' he asked. "'My brother did announce his intention of seeing you, 
but after your having said the matter was of no moment i should not have disturbed you myself your brother seems to be excitable jealous of his honor and intractable on some points i suppose this is why you have not unbosomed yourself to him andrea looked at him with supreme haughtiness allow me to finish it is natural that seeing the pain of the young gentleman and foreseeing his anger you should obstinately keep secret before him but towards me the physician of the soul as well as of the body one who sees and knows you will be spared half the painful road of revelation and i have the right to expect you will be more frank doctor replied andrea if i did not see my brother darkened with true grief and yourself with a reputation of gravity i might believe you were in a plot to play some comedy with me and to frighten me into taking some disagreeable medicine i entreat you young lady said the doctor frowning to stop in this course of dissimulation dissimulation would you rather i said hypocrisy sir you offend me you mean that i read you clearly will you spare me the pain of making you blush i do not understand you said the girl three times looking at the doctor with eyes shining with interrogation and defiance and almost with menace but i understand you you doubt science and you hope to hide your condition from the world but undeceive yourself with one word i pull down your pride you are enchant andrea uttered a frightful shriek and fell back on the sofa this cry was followed by the crash of the door flying open and philip bounded into the room drawing his sword and crying you lie without letting go the pulse of the fainted woman the doctor turned round to the captain i have said what it was my duty to say he replied and it is not your sword in or out of the sheath which will belie me i deeply sorrow for you young gentlemen for you have inspired as much sympathy as this girl has aversion by her perseverance in falsehood andrea made not a movement but philip started i am father of a family went on the doctor and i understand what you must suffer i promise you my services as i do my discretion my word is sacred and everybody will tell you that i hold it dearer than my life this is impossible it is true adieu captain when he was gone philip shut all the doors and windows and coming back to his sister who watched with stupor these ominous preparations he said folding his arms you have cowardly and stupidly deceived me cowardly because i loved you above all else and esteemed you and my trust ought to have induced your own though you had no affection stupidly because a third person holds the infamous secret which defames us because spite of your cunning it must have appeared to all eyes lastly because if you had confessed the state to me i might have saved you from my affection for you your honor so long as you were not wedded belongs to all of us that is you have shamed us all now i am no longer your brother since you have blotted out the title 
only a man interested in extorting from you by all possible means the whole secret in order that i may obtain some reparation i come to you full of anger and resolution and i say that you shall be punished as cowards deserve for having been such a coward as to shelter yourself behind a lie confess your crime or threats to me cried the proud andrea to a woman and she rose pale and menacing likewise not to a woman but to a faithless dishonored creature threats continued andrea more and more exasperated to one who knows nothing can understand nothing of this except that you are looked upon by me as sanguinary madmen leagued to kill me with grief if not with shame i you shall be killed if you do not confess said philip die on the instant for heaven hath doomed you and i strike at its bidding the convulsively young man convulsively picked up his sword and applied the point like lightning to his sister's breast yes kill me she screamed without shrinking at the smart of the wound she was even springing forward full of sorrow and dementia and her leap was so quick that the sword would have run through her bosom but for the sudden terror of philip and the sight of a few drops of red on her muslin at the neck making him draw back at the end of his strength and his anger he dropped the blade and fell on his knees at her feet he wound his arms round her no andrea he cried it is i who shall die you love me no more and i care for nothing in the world oh you love another to such a degree that you prefer death to a confession poured out on my bosom oh andrea it is time that i was dead she seized him as he would have dashed away and wildly embraced him and covered him with tears and kisses no philip you are right i ought to die since i am called guilty but you are so good pure and noble that nobody will ever defame you and you should live to sorrow for me not curse me well sister replied the young man in heaven's name for the sake of our old times love fear nothing for yourself or him you love i require no more of you not even his name enough that the man has pleased you and so he is dear to me let us quit france i hear that the king gave you some jewels let us sell them and get away together we will send half to our father and hide with the other i will be all to you and you all to me i love no one so that i can be devoted to you andrea you see what i do for you you see you may rely on my love come do you still refuse me your trust will you not call me your brother in silence andrea had listened to all the desperate young man had said only the throbbing of her heart indicated life only her looks showed reason philip she said after a long pause you have thought that i loved you no longer poor brother and loved another man now i forgive you all but the belief that i am impious enough to take a false oath well i swear by high heaven which hears me by our mother's soul it seems that she has not long enough defended me alas that a thought of love has never distracted my reason now 
God hath my soul in his holy keeping, and my body is at your disposal. Then there is witchcraft here, cried Philip. I have heard of philters and potions. Someone has laid a hellish snare for you. Awake, none could have won this prize. Sleeping, they have despoiled you. But we are together now, and you are strong with me. You confide your honor in me, and I shall revenge you. Yes, revenge, for it would be for a crime, said the girl with a somber glow in her eyes. Well, let us search out the criminal together, continued the knight of Redcastle. Have you noticed anyone spying you and following you about? Have you had letters? Has a man said he loved you or led you to suppose so? For women have a remarkable instinct in such matters. No one. Nothing. Have you never walked out alone? I always had Nicole with me. Nicole, a girl of dubious morals. Have I known all about her escapade? Only that she is supposed to have run away with her sweetheart. How did you part? Naturally enough, she attended to her duties up to nine o'clock, when she arranged my things, set out my drink for the night, and went away. Your drink? May she not have mixed something with it? No, for I remember that I felt that strange thrill as I was putting the glass to my lips. What strange thrill? The same I felt down at our place when that foreign lord, Baron Balsamo, came to our home. Something like vertigo, a dazzling, a loss of all the faculties. I was at my piano when I felt all spin and swim around me. Looking before me, I saw the Baron reflected in a mirror. I remember no more except that I found myself waking in the same spot without ability to reckon how long I had been unconscious. Is this the only time you experience this feeling? Again on the night of the accident with the fireworks. I was dragged along with the crowd when suddenly, on the point of being mangled, a cloud came over my eyes, and my rigid arms were extended. Through the cloud, I just had time to catch a glimpse of that man. I fell off into a sleep or swoon then. You know that Baron Balsamo carried me away and brought me home. Yes. And did you see him again on the night when Nicole fled? No, but I felt all the symptoms which betoken his presence. I went into sleep. When I woke, I was not on the bed but on the floor, alone, cold as in death. I called for Nicole, but she had disappeared. Twice then you saw this Baron Joseph Balsamo in connection with this strange sleep. And the third time... I divined that he was near, said Andrea, who began to understand his inference. It is well, said Philip. Now you may rest tranquil and abate not your pride, Andrea. I know the secret. Thank you, dear sister. We are saved. He took her in his arms, pressed her affectionately to his heart, and borne away by the fire of his determination, dashed out of the rooms without awaiting or listening for anything. He ran to the stables, saddled and bridled his steed with his own hands, and rode off at the top of speed to Paris. 
End of chapter 35. Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.